0: Hello everyone and welcome. Today I have Sarita with me. I'm so happy that you're here. We're going to be talking about the benefits of homeschooling high schoolers. Sarita is the co-founder and president of Sunlight Curriculum. She had the privilege of creating Sunlight and then using it with her children and then watching her grandchildren also use it as well as the privilege of watching thousands of you use it and Today, she's gonna to talk all about the benefits of homeschooling high school. Welcome, Sarita. Thank you, glad to be here. Great, let's talk, let's kick it off. Let's talk about um, what are some of those benefits of homeschooling high schoolers that you um, can think of? Yeah, <laughs> I know we often, I know teenagers
1: often get a bad rap. They just look like they're such a challenge and can we even do anything with our high schoolers? They're just, you know, we get, If you look at them at TV, they're gossips and they're mean-spirited and um, hormone raging. And it's one of those where we just think, could we possibly do that? Uh, And I think my challenge, my goal today is to say that this is really a false uh, generalization of our teens and that homeschooling your high schoolers might be the very best thing for both you and for them. Uh, I can remember when I was uh, at church one day and a gal came up to me with very young children. She looked me in the eye and she said, Sarita, what is it like homeschooling teenagers? And I could tell she was worried about it because we'd heard all the generalizations, right? And I I looked at her and I said, it is a blast. Having teenagers is so much fun because you get to see everything you've put into them come to fruition. It's just a huge privilege. And she walked away kind of going, oh, I don't have to be afraid. And may it be that we aren't afraid as well. (laughs) Uh, A lot of times I think we hear the term of, you know, homeschoolers, I mean, teenagers are challenging. Uh, Can I propose that we look at it from a different angle? And we say, we have the privilege of challenging our teenagers to do things that are amazing for God. And as parents, we can do that because we have a lot of extra time with them. It's one of those things where uh, that actually, that could be the best reason to homeschool your high schoolers, because uh, instead of saying, oh my goodness, woe is me saying, wow, how can i motivate my teenagers to go out and do great things for god that's the goal to build up their godliness to help them serve others uh, to refine their critical thinking skills and hone their unique gifts and talents oh we have a great 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 opportunity may we may we take it on
0: absolutely i think that that's one of the best benefits that you touched on is that not only do you get to guide your children Um, to, you know, whatever it is that they are called to do, you can really focus on some of their um, strengths more than maybe a general high school experience, because there you're doing the standard stuff. And at home, if they love cooking, boy, you could really get them in cooking classes, or, you know, you could, you could really hone that, that gift that they have. That's fair. that's fair. I wish I would have had one that loved to cook because I don't like to and I would have <laughs> been all over that. <laughs> yeah, I always think about my mother-in-law who, um, you know, you never think about it, but her son became a chef. And yeah. she he says all the time, it was because my mom encouraged me to cook in high school. And I just think that that's such a good thing. And and you could, you could really do that. So that's just one example I think about, but it could be anything, it could be writing. You could you know, encourage your child to publish a book in high school, that could be done. Like you could do anything, um, especially if you're traveling or if you're a missionary family, that could be something that their calling is. So that's great. Anyway, let's talk a little bit about what the motivators are for homeschooling um, through high school. So you have eight motivators.
1: Um, <laughs> I'll try to to remember them all. Yeah, (laughs) High school actually could, number one, high school could be your last opportunity to spend significant time with your children. Uh, Once children go off to college and or and end up maybe meeting their spouse and go off to a career, you just have less time with them. So it's one of those as young adults, this is our maybe our last opportunity to invest and talk and be with them and uh, as before they become more independent. So enjoy them, enjoy them while you can. I mean, it's a huge privilege. Uh, you can still be the parent and you know make sure you're doing all the things that you can do. But I'm here to tell you that this is an opportunity to sit with your children and talk with them when they come up. And uh, I can remember my daughter saying once, mom, I always appreciated it that no matter if you were working, the minute I came into the room, you always wanted to just sit and talk. This is an opportunity that you don't necessarily have if your kids are out of the house a long time. Our goal I think is to have authentic intimacy. So maybe that we take this time. <laughs> I kept waiting for those terrible teen years and I'm thinking they actually never came. And, and I get that some kids choose to, but I, I, I don't think that happens in a homeschooled family. You can have kids that choose to go in a different direction than you, but they still honor and appreciate you because you've invested that time. So I think it's one of those things where I just think this is a great way uh, to have those deep conversations and to have a chance to uh, talk things through with them and share your dreams and your visions with them it's a it's a marvelous marvelous time to see what God's gonna how God's gonna move in their lives so that's number one uh, number two uh, you serve as the primary role model for your teens and it's one of those where as you spend time together you get to talk about what you believe what you think about things uh, you get to spend uh, less time. <laughs> deprogramming your teens from all the things that come, those rotten attitudes that can come into the home so easily from the classroom, particularly if your kids are gone eight hours a day. Uh, but with a typical schedule, you can you have more and more time. And when they're gone so many hours in the day, you don't have a chance to talk as much. Whereas when they're home, schooling takes less time and you have time for them to do things that are creative, time to spend time talking with them, it just more, has more time to uh, be a spiritual influence on the, on the lives of your children. So it's a, huge, it's a huge privilege that you have. So that's number two. Uh, number three, you can provide your children a higher quality program that matches their interests and strengths. It's uh, as, as their mom, you know what they do the best, what they're really, really good at. And like Stephanie said earlier, if you have a child who likes to write, maybe you encourage them to write that novel they've always had in their mind. Or if you have a student that's less good in English but stronger in the sciences, for example, then you encourage them to do more of the experiments and more of the uh, things that uh, strengthen them in that arena. We can fo- we can focus and uh, figure out exactly where our children's strengths are while coming alongside of them um, as they're learning the other things. And if you have a child that isn't as strong in something, you know, in school maybe they'd be in the remedial class. You can actually stop them from having those negative labels put on them and help them to flourish, however our God has called them to be. So that it's a huge, huge, huge privilege. So could it be that we can give our kids a better education while they're at home? Uh, for number four, uh, as a homeschooling parent, you can set the bar higher. Oh boy, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, as the schools get tighter and tighter budgets and maybe AP classes are cut or higher level programs become less available we can ask our children and expect them to do more because we are there with them take more read more take higher level classes encourage them to take calculus encourage them to take physics encourage them to step up and achieve and we don't have to teach to the middle Ugh. let's but let's or spend our day trying to deal with all the issues that come up in discipline issues and stuff you think oh we don't have to do any of that so talented students can thrive and they can push out of their comfort zones and Try new and different things and uh, focus on all the things that are out there to do. Now, students who struggle academically often amaze their parents by what they can achieve when given a good, few good resources at home. <laughs> I can remember talking with a missionary mom who uh, had who came home from the field and she said to her children, oh, we've done all these programs and I, I, I don't know how you're going to do it in school, darling, but we've done the best we could. And uh, <laughs> she put her children in the school and they went, Oh, man, Mom, this is so easy. <laughs> it's one of those where we just have to say, it's a, it's a, it's a, we can do a lot with our children. We can move forward and help them be, um, uh, just be the people that you've created to be. And honestly, at home, you have no boundaries, right? You don't have to do what the curriculum says. You can try new and different things and just go in lots of different directions. It's a huge, huge privilege. So number five, uh, you can spark a natural motivation to learn. <laughs> As you have your kids read, boy, reading is just one of those things, of course, at Sunlight we love to do, but it leads to uh, great skills and an affinity, an affinity for reading. <laughs> I can remember when my son oh, would bring over friends um, who were in the local school system, we'd met them at church, and I, I'd, I'd say to them, so what are you reading? What are you reading these days? Oh, they'd have to think, well, now what, what, what are we? Oh, I guess uh, we read Lord of the Fries or whatever, <laughs> yeah. and you knew, of course, it was never something they read for fun. It was something that had been assigned to them and it had been the one book they'd have been assigned all year, right? It's like, as homeschoolers, we can accomplish so much more than that. And it's, uh, I, love, I love the contrast that we can say, wow, my children read 30 books or whatever <laughs> compared to the students in school that are reading one or maybe two. So we are sparking that motivation to learn. We can do that, we can do that at home. And as our students read, Uh, we can encourage that love of learning that will last them their whole lives. (laughs) We get together on Sunday with our adult children who are in town, and honestly, everybody's talking about what they're learning, what they're thinking about, and I think, boy, that love of learning, that actually caught on, that actually worked. May it be that that's your story as well. (laughs) Another thing uh, we can consider too is, you know, think, oh, can I actually do high school courses? And I think uh, you can actually learn together. (laughs) I know um, when I, my son was uh, studying geometry, thought, well, I was really good at algebra. I really understood that. I thought that was slick, you know, move things side to side. Got to geometry, I thought, this is not my Can I even teach that? Can I teach that? So uh, my husband and I, whenever you get stuck, we'd, we'd work through the problems together. And I'm here to tell you, I got really, really good at geometry. <laughs> I can still remember there was one, um, they had an acronym for one of the theorems, one of the postulates. And uh, whenever we got stuck, you know, we were working through the past. Anyway, uh, I'd say, well, look, why don't we pop that one in, see if that works. And by gum, that worked every time. (laughs) (laughs) So we learned, we learned together. And that's what you can do. You can say, I don't know, but let's figure it out together. Great, great way of modeling even how to learn, right? Even if you don't understand it, you can work it through. And this is just a, this is a great, where could we get a better model than that? can't imagine, I can't imagine one. So may it be that we learn together and we grow together and model how to learn with our students. Uh, I think too, uh, number six, the local high school is a somewhat artificial world. <laughs> if you think about it, you pull together these kids that are all the same age together uh, and they aren't necessarily even, there's not a lot of depth there. There's not a lot of uh, creative thinking Whereas as homeschoolers, we have the opportunity to talk to the local librarian or uh, get involved with other adults that they come in contact with. Uh, Could it be that with our flexible schedule that we have that if your children have an opportunity to try something outside the home, they have the chance to do that. So maybe they can follow a graphic designer at a day's work or uh, take up um, a part-time job in a photography studio or volunteer on a traveling politi- political uh, campaign or record the stories of a World War II event. I mean, there's opportunities that homeschoolers have that I, I believe that kids stuck in a school classroom all day do not have that opportunity to do. Uh, that flexibility gives our teams just an opportunity that is amazing and uh, gives them experience that they would not be able to get while they were in the, homes- in, in the regular school system. Uh, Number seven, homeschooling encourages a strategic focus, even in extracurricular activities. Uh, If you think back to uh, what happens in the local high schools, you know, they have pep rallies and prom and powder puff football and uh, maybe those things are fun. But honestly, they're not as strategic in helping our children prepare for the future. Uh, You'd never put it on a resume. You'd never put it on. Uh, It's just one of those things where It's stuck in the past of 50 years ago, and think about how education has changed. It's one of those where that's not preparing them for the future. Whereas I believe we, as homeschooling parents, can help our children. So it could be you find a debate club to put your children to join, or have them take a missions trip, or join a worship team, or excel in a club sport. Those types of things actually future employers are looking for. When you want to get into a good college, they're looking for strategic extracurricular activities that can stand them in good stead. So forget the forgettable stuff from high school, uh, but let's focus on things that help our children thrive and help them to grow. It's one of those where uh, one of my sons was just looking for a new job. When he was in high school, he joined a club that helped them do interviews. I think it was part of a, a speech and debate team. <laughs> so I said to him, well, Justin, you've been ready all your life for this. You, he said, oh, wow, mom, that's true. <laughs> I don't know what those were. He was ready because of the types of extracurricular things he had done. So it's one of those we wanna basically build our kids in with things that are great and help them to achieve in the future. So encourage our students, our high schoolers to think, think big. And here's the last one number eight <laughs> at home we have a chance to train up leaders not followers and here's a great here's a great example of what that looks like in 1810 wow oh, that's a long long time ago more than 200 years ago four students of williams college in massachusetts decided to meet in a field to pray for missions around the world as, even as a name after them uh, in 1810 remember Most of America had not even been explored yet because if we think, if we remember back, uh, Lewis and Clark didn't set out until 1804 and they came back in 1806. So this is right around that time. So it's um, Americans had not sent out a single missionary. So these students decided to pray for missionaries from other parts of the world, like William Carey of England, a pioneer missionary to India, one of those great, great men. These four students claimed the following lofty goal, and let me read it, the evangelism of the world in this generation. They agreed to write letters of encouragement to missionaries, give funds to missions, pray for missions, pray for going overseas, and to go overseas as missionaries themselves. Hmm. Due, in, due in part to these four students' determination, the United States became a missionary sending nation. By 1948, the nation had sent over 20,500 missionaries overseas. So our teens can do amazing things. What a great legacy. And if you think about it, it's not just that the U.S. has sent missionaries, but they've given to missions, they've been charitably minded, they've had a vision for the world, and it's based on what our teens can do. It's great, huh? Yeah, that's an amazing, <laughs> it's
0: an amazing thing. Um, so let's end on this question. Teens are tough, or at least they get the rap for being tough. Um, any advice on slowing down and enjoying life with your teen?
1: I'll try. <laughs> and I'm going to say, having tough teens is not my experience at all. <laughs> uh, I, I think I, the main thing I would say is, invest the time. Invest the time. It's, a, it's an opportunity that doesn't come again. It's a chance that we have to be with our kids, to spend time with them, sitting around talking with them, being with them. Uh, it's a huge, huge privilege. Uh, talk. <laughs> talk. Talk, talk, talk. It's one of those where that's what our goal is, right? That we have a connection with our children and we have a relationship with them and we like them and we trust them. and But we get that as we talk and talk and talk Uh, Share your thinking, share your values. Uh, If you choose this course, enjoy your teens. Uh, I I personally uh, love my teens. I love my teens. I thought they were just a blast. And I still think they're awesome. And I pray that that will be your testimony as well. That at the end of your teenage years, when your children uh, move out and go and do whatever God's called them to do, that they still come home because they remember being with you and enjoying time with you and spending, and just loving with you. I may have your testimony
0: as well. Well, thank you very much, Sarita, for joining me and talking all about the benefits of homeschooling teens, or high schoolers. <laughs> yeah, <Homeschooling both>. kids. <laughs> yeah, really. Both. Both. <laughs> thank you so much, Sarita. Thank you, Stephanie. Appreciate it.